Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you today? Ah, I'm, I'm great. I hope you are, Jason. I'm doing great, Bill. I know it's a, it's a busy week around the office as your webinars are happening on Wednesday this week. Uh, no question about it. Uh, and of course, uh, the, the weather is, is turning very, very pleasant for us. Uh, less humidity and a little bit cooler, but still uh, uh, nice to get out and, and the like. And of course, uh, for some uh, of us, uh, it's football season again. And of course, uh, that's uh, a, a real nice thing for us who've, who've been deprived of having some good football games to watch. Uh, however, it has the negative of uh, when we actually should be outside, uh, we're inside watching uh, uh, football games. So, you know, there's a little pro, a little con in there. Uh, and of course, uh, unfortunately for us, uh, my, my show gets kicked to the side again, uh, you know, uh, anytime there's a 12 o'clock uh, uh, game for, for Carolina, my show's going to get uh, kicked to the side. And, and here we are again, second weekend in a row. I'm uh, just going to have to talk to those football schedulers ab about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, of course, uh, so for those who don't know, my normal 11 o'clock Saturday morning show uh, is rebroadcast on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock. Uh, so uh, that will actually be the first uh, production uh, this, this weekend. Um, but then again, we'll, we'll, it will uh, be broadcast again Tuesday evening at 6 o'clock. So uh, that, that uh, is nice to have a, a show at that time. Although I like my Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock, but you know, you can't, uh, uh, you can't fight football. <laughs> and of course the pro season starts uh, Sunday as well. So there'll be a, a, a lot of, of football widows, I guess, uh, now uh, that, uh, that football's back, uh, back, back in in the uh, scheduling again um, but yeah uh, I've I've uh, really enjoyed getting out and, and the like and um, the, the first thing I should should start with I think uh, has to do uh, with things that we are warned about constantly uh, and that has to do with scams. Uh, and, and I would tell everyone that uh, the best defense of scams is not offense <laughs> necessarily, uh, but it is knowledge. And, and of course, if there is an offense against uh, scams or a good defense against scams, I should say, um, then uh, it has to be um, uh, knowing who you're talking to, uh, not answering the telephone except for known callers, uh, you know, those kinds of things, uh, having secure uh, internet and, and the like. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of defensive mechanisms uh, that we need to use. But the fact is, is that there are so many scams because, guess what, scams are successful 
and they are successful against people who should know better. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's the kind of thing when when you want something and it's and there's a possibility of you getting what you want. Uh, that's how scams uh, actually work. Uh, and yes, uh, for those folks who don't stay knowledgeable of what's out there, you're at a greater risk. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Attorney General has a website. I'm talking about the North Carolina Attorney General, Josh Stein. He has a consumer protection division in the Department of Justice. And it's published online. And I would encourage listeners to go to that website. You can download a booklet, and it's got all of the major scams that are going on. Uh, and scams can be over the telephone. They can be over Internet. They can be over gaming sites. Uh, they can be people walking up to your door uh, so they come in lots of different forms, uh, and you just have to be—you have to protect yourself from this stuff. Uh, it's because, um, quite frankly, that's where the greatest amount of crime is. And the fact is, is that if you get scammed, your ability to get your money back is about zero. Uh, you know. Um, a lot of it comes from overseas, but not all of it. Uh, but the ability of law enforcement to prosecute it or do really anything about it other than to report it, it is um, extremely limited. You know, they're just not very good at it. Uh, and so you, it's one of these things where you just have to protect yourself. And, and knowledge helps us do that. Now, what's the latest that the attorney general's talking about? Uh, it's a, a, a new term. Uh, uh, have you ever heard of sextortion? <laughs> well, I hadn't either, but um, it's, an, it, it's one of those scams. And, and now, for those of us, most of my listeners, this really doesn't apply to us as much. It could. You have to be careful here. But I think most of us are wise enough not. <laughs> uh, but we're, but we have children and grandchildren that can get caught up in this. Um, I, you know that the fact is is that um, an awful lot of people uh, communicate over the internet. They communicate over their telephone. They communicate. Uh, in every way other than looking at people in the eye and talking to them across the table. Uh, it's the most frustrating thing I've ever seen when you go to a restaurant and everybody's got the cell phone out and they're not even looking at each other. They're all more engrossed in terms of what uh, is on their telephone. And it's the saddest day. But the fact is, is that uh, uh, young people particularly communicate this way. They text but they also communicate gaming and the like. And it's one of the funniest stories. Uh, my son Thomas, who's an attorney here at this office, uh, he really understands, uh, 
technology, and he's a guru when it comes to, I mean, he builds his own computers and, and the like, but he also enjoys games. And um, some, many of the games, the competitors communicate over the game. In other words, you talk to people while you're playing a game. It's not like the games we used to play. <laughs> okay. And in fact, one of his friends here in Raleigh uh, was a gamer that he met. He works for a computer company here. But he lived in California at the, at the time, and they moved here. And then they hooked up, if you will. But, I mean, it was a, uh, he, they actually met over the game site uh, and became friends when the fella moved from California to, to Raleigh. Uh, but the, the whole point is, is that kids communicate through technology more than face-to-face. And the problem is, is that, you know, just like us, kids uh, can be loners. They can be uh, lonely, if you will. Uh, and this is a primary way of communication for them. Well, guess what? Some of them get into situations where they think they have a relationship with someone. They, they talk uh, frequently, and then they begin talking intimately. And then sometimes it's a situation, well, send me a picture. Send me a picture that's more risque. Send me a picture full nudity, you know, those kind of things. And that's what sextortion can be. In other words, when somebody leads a person on, young or old, because I've got, I've got an example of an older client that this happened to as well, um, where basically, the, you know, the, the, the person, you think that you're talking to somebody who's your friend when it's actually a scammer, and you think you really like this person, you love this person, and then you share intimate details with them and potentially intimate pictures. Well, what happens with scammers is once you've done that, then they hold these pictures against you and extort you for money. And it's like you either pay us or these pictures are gonna show up with all your real friends. Uh, or your parents' friends, or whatever. Um, now, and, and that's what sextortion is. So obviously, the key is knowing who you're talking to and being able to vet who you're talking to. That is uh, sort of a no-brainer. Well, you think it only happens to young people who are not experienced? Well, the fact is, I have a client. Uh, who lost over $100,000 to a scammer who uh, basically found her uh, on a website, if you will, uh, and they started communicating, she thought, over time. Now, she was lonely. She was widowed. She may have been depressed, but she was also losing it a little bit, you know, and those people are uh, folks who have a little bit of dementia, you will, but still can be independent. They, those are very high on the list of scammers, if you will, and this fella 
made her think he was a very wealthy doctor and that they would that that they were in love with each other and that they would live happily ever after but he needed her help for some crazy stuff but you know people want to believe and they do believe well guess what this lady was scammed out of $100,000. Now, the good news is that the, uh, the the children of this widow realized too late what was happening. At least they reported it to the sheriff's office and to the attorney general's office and to every other law enforcement agency that they could. Now, are they going to get any of their money back? No, but was the reporting important to them? Yes, and I'll, I'll get into why that makes a difference as well. But at the, the, the fact is, is scams can happen to anybody. We need to be knowledgeable. We need to protect ourselves. Um, and, and I would encourage people to go on the Attorney General's website, uh, and they have uh, uh, all of the scams that are going on in North Carolina listed. It can be extremely helpful to folks because knowledge protects us. And most of us have no clue how sophisticated these scammers can be. It can be very sophisticated and very scary. That's why we want to make sure that we're on top of these things. And as Bill said, check out the Department of Justice website and make sure that you're up on the latest when it comes to scams and make sure that you're protecting your hard-earned money that way. You don't want to fall for something that could be catastrophic for you or a loved one financially. We mentioned earlier that Bill has webinars happening this week. If you would like to attend and learn more about the subjects of Medicaid, veterans benefits, and long-term care assistance, you need to head on over to wgalaw.com and register for Bill's webinar happening on Wednesday, September 14th. If you miss out on this opportunity, you're going to have to wait until next month. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. He also has a webinar in the afternoon dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. These are free to attend, highly educational opportunities for you to learn about some subjects that can be quite complicated, but Bill has a way of explaining them to you in a way that we can all understand. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, or you can call the office 919-256-7000, Quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. If you want to learn more about Bill, head on over to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. From there, you can find information about Bill. You can schedule an appointment to speak with him. Or if you want to register for the free webinars happening this Wednesday, September 14th, be sure to head on over to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were just having a discussion on scams and 
you know, Medicaid is something that you are going to be discussing in your morning webinar, but that's something that we also need to be on high alert for when it comes to scams. Well, no question. And of course, uh, as you know, my my Medicaid webinar is coming up uh, Wednesday morning, and I hope people will join us. But Medicaid is uh, a fairly complex a thing. You know, people think it's simple if you just don't have any money and property and haven't had it for a long time and you've never gifted anything away, then it should be simple. Well, not so. Uh, I wish it were that way, but we stay busy because it is complicated. And the webinar does help. I would encourage people to sign up for that. And and I'll use an example here. I was, you know, in the last segment, I was talking about a lady uh, who was widowed and was scammed out of over $100,000, which most of us would have been smart enough to realize that it, that she was being scammed. But that's the whole point is that uh, scams capture people in their heart and in their emotion. uh, And and that's really how they work. Psychologically, I think people need to write a book on the psychology of scams because it's all about, it's not, people are not thinking with their brains. They are thinking with their emotions. And that's why they are so um, good at what they do, because most of us make our decisions based on emotions and not with our brains. But the fact is um, that, uh, you know, most of us already know uh, that you can't just give your property away, like to your children and grandchildren, and that there's a five-year look back to where you're penalized if you have given away your any of your property to your family um, uh, within five years of your application for Medicaid. And it's so important because if you have to go to a nursing home, it is really expensive, much more expensive than people think. And the average cost in this area for a nursing home is over $7,500 a month. And that has to be paid in cash every month unless you're on Medicaid. And so uh, most people, if they don't start out on Medicaid, which we encourage by, by doing Medicaid planning, they end up on Medicaid because they're, you know, <laughs> the fact is it's too expensive. People don't have enough money to pay for it. Uh, But the fact is, is that uh, Medicaid is available to middle-class families. uh, But the fact is, is that most families need good professional help to be able to maneuver around some very tricky rules that uh, they throw in front of us so that they can deny people their application for Medicaid. Um, now, with that said, how does this relate to scams? Well, my lady, who was a widow, when, once she had uh, given away all of her money to this scammer, she had nothing left, and her condition worsened. Uh, and now, soon after being scammed, she needed uh, uh, Medicaid assistance. Well, Uh, The fact is, uh, frankly, because she had never actually given anything away to her family or otherwise, I mean, it all went to the scammer, if you will, 
And she didn't have any other property. She didn't have any real estate. She didn't have anything. So frankly, based on the Medicaid manual, I did not think the family would have any difficulty with the Medicaid application, and I told them so. Uh, Guess what? They applied, were denied, which blew my mind, uh, and they came back to us to help them with an appeal. Uh, So we're in that. uh, But uh, first I need to basically say that the Medicaid manual is very clear It says that if a person is defrauded from their money, it tells the caseworker not to penalize or sanction uh, the fact that money was lost due to being defrauded of of the money. Well, in this particular case, uh, the, um, the lady was clearly scammed. In fact, the caseworker even admitted that yes, we agree this lady was scammed, but but she voluntarily gave her money to this person, and so we sanctioned it. Now, the fact is the Medicaid manual says not to sanction it. They did anyway, so we have to go to a state appeal to you know to to where the Medicaid manual hopefully will be uh, honored by the state and, and, and go, I mean, the, this is where the local folks are saying, yes, this lady was in fact scammed. There was no question as to that. So, uh, from my perspective, the legal perspective should be quite straightforward. But the fact is, is that this is a confusing area where caseworkers are not used to having to deal with this type of issue. Uh, and um, so the point is, is that Medicaid can be complicated. It, it, it's the manual is complicated. I'll be the first to try to give the caseworker some some credit because it is difficult to understand. There are lots of nuances to it, if you will. So but most families, uh, quite frankly, if they're trying to protect property and to receive Medicaid quickly, they do need professional help. And that's where elder lawyers do come in to help. Now, I will also say that uh, there are other folks out there who want to help families and sometimes can be a disservice. And I I wish these folks actually uh, did some better training But there are social workers who um, live and work at nursing homes and hospitals. And when someone who uh, seems to have few resources um, uh, needs continuing care, they basically raise their hands and say, we'll help you with the Medicaid application. The problem for families is that these folks do not know when they say, we'll help you do an application. They don't know the circumstances of the families well enough to know whether you're actually eligible or not. And one of the things that happens frequently is that um, they, they go ahead and file an application on behalf of the family. Well, once that happens, you can't take the application back. And oftentimes there is something that the family owns or had. Maybe they 
gave a vehicle to a grandchild four and a half years ago or, or whatever, but within the five-year look back, so that you can't take back that sanction. And it actually is problematic for the family. You know, the, the, these, case, these social workers really need a better education before they just willy-nilly file applications for families because it can I've seen so many cases where it actually harms the family rather than helps them but you know they the, these are folks who think they're doing uh, that that they think they're being helpful their intentions are good but you know sometimes good intentions uh, isn't exactly what it should be so these are cases where you got to understand and and I would say uh, that we talk a lot about these kinds of things within our webinar. So again, I would encourage families to sign up for our Medicaid webinar, uh, which of course will start at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. And it's free to do so. All you have to do is head on over to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, and there you can register and attend Bill's free webinars. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with Internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. That's it. Sign up and learn more from Bill. As Bill mentioned earlier in the segment, the average cost of nursing home care is $7,500 a month. That's a huge expense, uh, not something that most middle-class families can afford. So if a long-term care situation is something that you're worried about, please be sure to attend. As we said, it's free to do so, free to register, free to attend. There's no cost to you. You'll just have a session where you'll learn a whole lot from Bill about a very complicated subject. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button, or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about Bill and also his webinars by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Bill is doing his free webinars this Wednesday, September 14th. He does these the second Wednesday of every month. They're a wonderful free opportunity for you to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance, dealing with Medicaid and veterans benefits, financial assistance that may be available to you for the uh, very hefty costs of long-term care. Bill also has an afternoon webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. If you would like to learn more about these subjects at no cost to you, be sure to head on over to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button. Or if you would like to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, you always bring some interesting information to us, whether it's 
on the beaten path or off the beaten path. And you're going to talk about some habits that might be useful for well, us. Well, I wanted to mention, you know, uh, some things that, you know, you sometimes good intentions isn't good enough. And, and uh, I, I do belong to AARP. Uh, one of the things that really upset me was when I got my first AARP letter at age 50, and I was going, wait a minute, I'm not a senior. What is this all about? They mixed me up with someone else. Oh, I know. And it, and the fact is, is that that's when they start uh, start with you. I joined soon thereafter, but even so, I still, I, now I, I do acknowledge the fact that I might be a senior at this point because I did hit 70 last year. Uh, but. Uh, anyway, uh, they have several publications, and I, I tend to read those uh, because there's a lot of good information in it. And so uh, a couple things or several things for our seniors out there or those of us who don't think we're seniors yet, but we actually are. Uh, well, what are they? Um, well, one of the things that we're told um, – is to stay out of the sun, uh, and it, you know it. The fact is, is that uh, an awful lot of folks, particularly when they're younger and they want these beautiful tans, uh, they they are in the sun too much. But staying out of the sun altogether uh, is not a good idea. In other words, we do need some sun. Uh, and so the fact is, is that if if we're of the mindset of staying out of the sun, then the fact is we we still need sunshine. It helps our body clock. It it also gives us vitamins, and it's it's the the fact is is that it's important to us. But the best time to be out in the sun as we age is guess when? Early in the morning and later in the evening. <laughs> so. It's sort of like, when do we get out in the sun? And, of course, if you get out, you know, I, I, if we get out in the sun otherwise, then we need sunscreen, no question about it. But don't avoid the sun altogether because we really need to get out there in the sun every day. Uh, another one that uh, a lot of folks do is they eat nutrition bars. Uh you know, because, hey, it says it's nutritious. We need better nutrition. Why not? Well, the fact is, is that you really need to be careful with nutrition bars. Why? Because many of them, not all, but many are loaded with sugar. And the fact is, is that sugar is something that we should, in fact, reduce. None of us will eliminate sugar. That's for darn sure, uh, because we're we're. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just part of our life. It's in everything we eat. But the fact is, is that with nutrition bars, you should look at the label very carefully, and if it has a bunch of sugar in it, uh, move to one that doesn't have any sugar or very little sugar in it. That's important. Another one, uh, I drink water when I'm thirsty. Okay, well, guess what? The fact is, if you wait until you're thirsty to drink water, you're probably dehydrated already. And dehydration is bad, bad, bad. So the fact is, I'm sitting here with a glass of water right now, and I don't drink enough water. I mean, I have water with every meal. 
but is that enough? The fact is we need to drink a whole bunch more water for most of us than we realize, and water is absolutely good for us. Um, although, and I will also say this, uh, we need to be careful with what water we drink because the fact is, is um, as we're learning around the country, there's a lot of water with lead in it. Not good, obviously. Uh, and so filtered water is clearly uh, better for us than non-filtered water. Uh, so the quality of the water that we drink is of utmost importance. And, and of course, I, it's not only important to us as seniors, it's also important to our families and particularly young children and the, and, and the like. Um, and so I would, I would say the, the higher the water quality, uh, either filtered or, or however, uh, is extremely important to us. Uh, now, our doctors tell us we should be walking every day, and there are very few of us who walk enough. Um, you know, it might be because, oh, I don't feel good, I have arthritis, my ankles hurt, or whatever. Well, it's, it's sort of like this. We need that exercise, uh, and we either need to be walking or using a stationary bicycle or swimming or doing something to where we get aerobic exercise every day. Uh, and we need, uh, a lot of folks don't realize we need strengthening exercises at least twice a week. And now that means lift weights or do push-ups or do something because as seniors, we lose a lot of muscle mass and folks don't realize it. And if we want to stay strong and healthy, then exercise is going to have to be part of it. And walking is a great way to do it. And if walking doesn't do it for you, then a stationary bicycle or some kind of aerobic exercise uh, is extremely important. Now, here's a weird one. Take off your shoes. I mean, because most, you know, seniors, a lot of times, we want to make sure we're wearing a sh shoe for support. You know, we don't want to fall. That's important, obviously, for us. But, but what really is weird is the fact that our feet need to walk around uh, without shoes uh, for whatever reason. Now, do I understand that? No, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. It basically means that we should spend a little bit of time walking on our bare feet, you know, uh, and, and that might, you know, that's easy to do. You know, you walk around the house and, and quite frankly, there's a lot of good housekeepers that want you to take your shoes off when you enter the house. So if you're doing that, you're already in good stead. Uh, and of course, that keeps your house cleaner too. So that not not a bad way to to do that. So that's so all of these are are from AARP, uh, and of course, uh, I I think I can do that. <laughs> well, those are some uh, some great habits that we can all build. And I'll just say, coming from an Asian household, taking your shoes off before you enter is that that's that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And I guess there's you know, some health benefits associated with that. That's pretty cool to know. Don't forget, you can go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button if you want to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, September 14th. If you want to learn more about the subjects of 
long-term care assistance, as well as Medicaid, VA benefits, dealing with the financial costs associated with long-term care. This is a wonderful free opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait a whole nother month to do so as Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. And this Wednesday, September 14th, is the second Wednesday of the month. So be sure to register. Go to WGALaw.com to do that. Click on the Seminars button. Bill also has a session dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. If you want to learn more about that, again, WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill by heading over to WGALaw.com. Whether it's scheduling an appointment to speak with Bill, set up some documents or have your documents reviewed, or if you want to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, September 14th, WGALaw.com is the place to go. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and Bill, we've hit on a variety of topics today, but uh, I know we do want to spend some time talking about LLCs and real estate. Well, uh, you know, as you know, Jason, I, I do a Wednesday afternoon, this Wednesday afternoon, I'll have my asset protection and trust webinar. Uh, that's at two o'clock. And part of that has to do with, okay, how do you protect your property? Uh, and one way is with limited liability companies, an LLC. Uh, and the real advantage of an LLC, and, and of course, a lot of folks who own real estate, now they're not appropriate for your primary home, but for other real estate that we might own, a rental house or more, apartment buildings, farmland, uh, other uh, property, other real estate that we have. Now, of course, you can use an LLC for lots of other businesses and business property and the like, and, and we encourage limited liability companies. One of the big advantages of a limited liability company is that if a creditor gets a judgment against you or against your company, your limited liability company, they can't take that property away from you. They can't force you to sell, at least not in North Carolina. They can't force you to sell the property in order to pay them. Now, the profits from the LLC would go to the creditor. Uh, it's based on what's called a charging order, which is a little confusing to people. But it's actually advantageous because, to you because the creditor can't, take the property away from you that's inside the LLC. It's still yours to manage, yours to take uh, 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 advantage of, and, uh, and, and the like. And so that is advantageous. However, 
a lot of people think you get more than that. And here's the thing. A lot of folks have rental homes and rental uh, uh, businesses, if you will, in, in their LLC and, it, and believe that that LLC protects them personally. Now, here's the thing. If you're like a lot of folks who own real estate and you're managing that real estate, in other words, you're the one who's leasing the property, dealing with the issues as they arise, you know, when the plumbing is wrong or something has to be fixed or the steps need to be replaced, you're the one who they call to get it done. In other words, you're managing it. Well, guess what? If something goes wrong, the uh, person... Uh, who's harmed can sue you personally, even though they may not be able to take the property away from you if it's in the LLC, they can still get to your other property that you own personally uh, because of your management. And so the the only way to have absolute uh, protection uh, with an LLC is to have someone else, uh, some kind of management company that you're not part of, to manage uh, the property for you. That would give you protection on both sides. But a lot of folks think that just because they have an LLC that that protects them completely from everything and that they can then manage their property and the like. So the LLC actually keeps the creditor from taking the property away from you, but it doesn't protect you from personal liability. Now, there's, other, there's one other thing about an LLC that confuses folks that I think can, it's important for estate planning purposes, and that's this. When you put property, any kind of property, real estate being a good example, into a limited liability company, as terms of what you own after you've done that, you've converted your real estate interest into personal property. Because, in essence, now you have a membership interest in the limited liability company, regardless of what the limited liability company owns. So, in essence, you put your rental house into the LLC, you no longer own real estate. You own a, a, a share in a company that owns real estate. You, you can think of it like... Uh, a corporation. It's not a corporation. It, it's an LLC, but it's similar in that a corporation owns real estate, but you don't own that real estate. You own a share, a stock certificate in the corporation that owns that. Well, it works the same way with an LLC. And I had this very issue come up with a client where um, the the parents owned an LLC that owned a beach house. Well, guess what? Part of the plan was that the real estate would go to the children, but other property would benefit grandchildren. Well, the fact is, is that mom certainly didn't intend for the beach house to go to the grandchildren, but What's an LLC? It's personal property. So the fact that she said she didn't want her real estate to go to the grandchildren, she wanted that to go to the children, was problematic. And because she, the, the people don't understand the difference, they figured, yeah, they own that real estate. No, they own the LLC that owns the real estate. 
So you have to understand the difference. We often say on this program, you don't know what you don't know. That's why it's important to make sure you've had your plans reviewed by an elder law attorney. Make sure that you've got that sort of guidance there to make sure that you're not making a mistake because, hey, after the fact, it's too late. So if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, head on over to WGALaw.com. Do that and learn more from Bill or call the office 919 256 7,000. 919-256-7,000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget Bill's free webinars are happening this Wednesday, September 14th. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. That'll do it for us today. Be sure to join us again next time. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.